It's time for the podcast that features two guys that register on the Richter scale when they go up and down the stairs. It's the Morning Five, sponsored by the Parian Lawyers. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <gasps> His ability to suck in these balls. <gasps> Sounds like a case of the Mondays. Grab your balls. <gasps> When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome in to the Morning 5 podcast. We start another new week. It is Monday, August 14th, Billy, and today is National Creamsicle Day. Let's go. I like creamsicles. I do too, man. Yeah. They're good. Uh, if you had a if you had a creamsicle in the past two days, though, and you were outside, I would suggest you eat it in about five seconds, or it will melt. Dear Lord, man, the heat this weekend was ridiculous. It's and it showed. It it really showed because honestly, like it, it's <laughs> the weather reacted the way that it it would like Bi- bipolar weather. Well, yeah, it says that, you know, when you look at the weather, it's, oh, it's not going to rain. It's not going to rain. There's zero <laughs> zero chance of precipitation. And then, like, all of a sudden, these storms just come out of freaking nowhere. Surprise! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we, we <laughs> went over We went over Saturday and went swimming. And, like, just uh, we got an alert, and they're like, yeah, you're under a severe tornado or a severe uh, thunderstorm warning. I'm like, excuse me? I didn't think, I didn't think there was going to be any rain today. Uh, and then yesterday, dude, we had like two storm cells roll in, but it never dropped any rain whatsoever, uh, at least in Villarica. Like, it, it was the weirdest thing. I was outside mowing yesterday. Horrible idea, by the way. Uh, it was way too hot to be doing yard work. I almost passed out probably six times. Uh, yeah, and I thought it, you could definitely do that. Oh, man, it was. she was inside yep. doing, doing the inside work, and I was like, well, I guess I won't sit here and watch football all day. Uh, those days are those days are coming. Those Sundays are coming, though. But yeah, I went outside and mowed, and like I was just mowing along happily. I, I moved my truck to the clubhouse, had all the windows rolled down on all the cars, I'm mowing along. And then I like, look up in the sky, and it looks like Armageddon's coming. Like it's dark, the wind's blowing, it changing temperature like twenty degrees. But, oh my god, I gotta get the cars and roll the windows up. And then nothing happened. It never rained. Nothing ever happened. So very, uh, very temperamental weather this weekend. Uh, By the way. Uh, just because it is creamsicle day yeah um, buttered utter has the best orange creamsicle uh milkshakes ever Ooh, i didn't even know they sold creamsicle milkshakes so they they do when they have the orange creamsicle um uh just flavor gotcha you know just ice cream right right just ask for an orange creamsicle milkshake that's and heavenly that's the oh that's heavenly it's so creamy it is so creamy. <laughs> yeah, I could I could have used one of those cream sickles yesterday while mowing the lawn. It was, it was. I, I, I'll tell you how hot it was this weekend. Uh, we went to the pool oh, and and I, I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, I didn't even want beer at the pool, Billy. I just wanted a straight ice water. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's when you know it's spicy down here in Georgia. Um, and uh, you know, you know that Doug Nunnally guy on on TikTok. I know this is a long intro to the podcast, but uh, do you follow him? The guy from the South. He's a Braves fan and Alabama fan. He, he goes all the "Hey, did you know?" videos. 
I'm not sure if I do. He had one this morning. He was like, listen, whoever's sending out... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He said he had one this morning. He was like, listen, whoever's sending out all these heat advisories to our phones, you can stop. We know it's hot down here. You don't have to send us out a new heat advisory every single morning. Like, we know it's... Oh, that's Matt Mitchell. Do what? That's Matt Mitchell. Uh... I think Doug yeah. Donnelly's his name. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Matt yeah. Mitchell Matt Mitchell's the, the chunky guy with the beard and the uh, wears glasses. Uh Nunley's the uh the skinnier guy that yes. is with the uh the Air Force. Yes, yeah. yes, that guy. Mitchell's, Mitchell's the one that did the uh that did the heat advisory. Oh Nunley oh, did the same like, thing this morning. They probably just copied each oh, other. Really? Yeah, they yeah. probably just copied each other. Uh, Billy, today is also National Tattoo Removal Day. Billy, if you if you could remove one tattoo off your body, which one would it be? Uh, my invisible one. I, I mean, I guess I, I don't have one. So not the butterfly tramp stamp. No, you like that one. No. All right. Well, what about the Mickey Mouse on your left cheek? That one stays. All right. Uh, the Mickey Mouse one on the left cheek probably needs to stay too. All right. All right. I'm with you. Hey, be proud of what you got. I like it. I like it. Uh, Billy, one thing we can be proud of over the weekend. Last weekend, you and I uh, had a terrible betting weekend, and we also had a terrible weekend overall for sports in Atlanta. This weekend was a complete 180. We went five of six with our locks of the week, and the Braves nearly swept the Mets. Uh, and the Falcons won this weekend in a preseason game, so a good sports weekend. Teams won, too. Yeah, yeah. And all, the only local team football-wise that, that didn't win was playing another local team as well so a great weekend uh, overall for sports in atlanta and out here on the west side braves go three and one over the weekend against the mets uh braves on friday night win seven to nothing rosario with three rbis riley with two rbis charlie morton went five innings he didn't give up any earned runs struck out four i didn't watch his game because we were at friday night lights i don't know if you've heard anything about it the seven walks though on his uh, line that's that's a little concerning in my opinion that's terrible, but at the same time, from everything I saw, if you could give, if you could walk seven people and still go nothing, I'm I'm happy. It's pretty amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's good. I, I'm, yeah, I'm, and we, I think uh, I was around uh, an old colleague of ours um, up in the press box on Friday night, and he pointed that out. He was like, "I don't, I'm, I like the score. I don't like this." And he showed the seven walks. I'm like, "Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah, there's no reason to have that many walks." It's kind of funny. The Mets, you know, seven walks uh, just from they had, they had they had nine walks overall in the uh, in the game. They they were zero for twelve with runners in scoring position. Zero for twelve. That is good. That is, that is horrendous. Yeah. Uh, and then Saturday morning, you know, Saturday one o'clock start. I forgot this game was on. We flipped it over and kind of watched the game in the pool. Uh, I say the game. It was more of a home run derby. Braves beat the Mets twenty-one to three. That's a football score, pal. That's that's not that's not a baseball score. That's a football score. Twenty-one to three. Uh, we couldn't get out in some of the innings. Albies had six RBIs. Lopez, uh, player of the game in my opinion, has to be Nicky Lopez coming up second uh-huh. second baseman, and he pitched the ninth inning. Yep. I mean that's that's pretty cool. Uh, but Nicky Lopez, he has five RBIs. Olsen with four. Riley with three. Murphy with two. Acuna with one. And Winans. Where did we get this kid from? Did we acquire him at the trade deadline and I just forgot? Not that I'm aware of. I don't know where we got him from. <laughs> I don't know. We were sitting there watching the game, and like we didn't really have the sound on. So when I think he was into the the 
fifth, maybe, and still have like a no hitter going. And we had the sound down low, and they got the Mets got a hit, and everybody started cheering. And I was like, oh my god, he must have been pitching a no hitter. And he kept pitching and kept pitching. Dude, he went seven innings, gave up no earned runs, and struck out nine. Where did we get this kid from? I've never heard of him before yesterday or before Saturday. He pitched a hell of a lot better than Torino's did. Holy uh, crap! Yeah, it's. I think it's time to get rid of Chorizos. I'm not. I'm not a big fan yeah. of Chorizos. Yeah. Uh, so Wyden's pitch well. We beat the absolute bejesus out of the Mets uh, at one o'clock, and then we flipped it around at seven o'clock and beat the crap out of them again. Not as bad as the one o'clock game, but the Braves beat the Mets six to nothing in the nightcap on Saturday night. Albies and Ozuna both with two RBIs apiece. Pilar added in an RBI, and Spencer Strider, seven innings pitched, no earned runs, and six Ks. By the way, the Braves outscored in those three games between Friday and Saturday. The Braves outscored the Mets 34-3. to That is the worst they've been outscored in a three-game series in Mets history. <laughs> Mets history is being done <laughs> this year. And you know, Billy, another stat was set this weekend. The Mets and the Yankees are last in the division for the first time ever together. The Mets and Yankees have never been last in their division together in the same season ever in the history of baseball. And this year, both the Mets and the Yankees are in last place in their division at the same time. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Me, any of the Simpsons drop? <laughs> uh, one of the cool things about those first three games as well, Billy, look at our starters. No earned runs. Yep. Not a single earned run through the first three games of the series. And then game four, I didn't get to watch this one either. Uh, Braves fall seven to six to the Mets. Ozuna with three RBIs. Olsen with two RBIs. Murph with one RBI. Uh, Chorizo's four and two-thirds innings pitched. Gave up six earned runs and only struck out five not what you want to see out of Chirinos man I, I don't I don't know why we continue to roll him out here I really hope that's the last game we see him pitching a Braves jersey yeah I think there was there's some speculation on Twitter last night from uh, some of the beat writers that that may be the last we see of him he's he's not great man he's got a, he's got a 9.2 ERA in the um, in the month of August so it's it's not good. He hasn't had a good outing yet. Race no, traded over here. It's, here's the here's the good news. Um, because of that weekend, going three three out of four against the Mets. And and do you remember? Do you remember what I what I said before going to uh, what what I thought would be a successful road trip? I think you either, you either said five hundred or one game above five hundred. It's six and five in the eleven games, right? Right. Yep. We win six and five. Yeah, that, I, I, the Mets, the Mets series added a, I, I don't know, added a nice little topper to a a road a road series that I I guess I don't I don't know I was a little disappointed in the way we played against Chicago, um, splitting the splitting the series against Pittsburgh. I mean, Pittsburgh's a decent team. I don't know. I I think I was just a little overzealous, probably a, a little bit too ambitious with what I wanted for this road series, but. I mean, you in the road series with a winning record, and, and you wrap up the road, uh, you know, your road trip with beating the crap out of the Mets in New York. So, I I, I shouldn't be as greedy as I am, but I am I am a greedy little pig sometimes. Uh, so yeah, six and five, you know, it's it's not what I wanted, but it's obviously a winning record. 
uh, and we are still 12 games up on the Phillies in the loss column, so I I shouldn't be as greedy as I am. I shouldn't be like all the Braves fans on Twitter, but, uh, but yeah, not a bad not a bad series at all, man. Not a bad series at all. One of the things that kind of concerned me, I don't know if you've heard anything uh, else about this. I didn't see it, so I don't know what happened, but I do know Albies went out last night in the Sunday night game with uh, cramps in the hamstring. Um, I'm hoping it, it is not too serious. Yeah, I didn't. I think I turned it off at that point um, before that happened. So, no, I did not see it happen. But um, there were there was speculation. And it's ESPN, too. So, I mean, just take this. But Barf. ESPN was speculating that uh, it was because he didn't run out of a ground ball or whatever. But turns out, you know, when you've got a hamstring issue, yeah, you don't want to run out of ground ball. <laughs> yeah, you can't uh, run out of ground ball when you got a hurt hammy. <laughs> Well, think about this. Stupid. I, mean, I hate ESPN so much. Lord, man, ESPN sucks so bad. It's <laughs> it's so. Carl Ravage, I, I like. I like Carl Ravage a lot. But the, the problem is, is I do not like it. Eduardo and um, Nick Cohn was okay. I mean, David Cohn was okay. But it just. <sighs> I, I have an issue with their broadcast. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big fan. A big fan of anything ESPN does, really. Uh, yeah, I missed yesterday's game. We had a very competitive, intense uh, combine to choose the draft order for our fantasy football league. So we had a little bit more important things going on, going on that there, you know, stretching our legs, pretending that like we're uh, 16 again. So that was pretty fun. Uh, Billy, over the weekend, also the Braves win. Braves destroy the Mets and the Falcons win. The Falcons get a 19-3 victory over the Dolphins. Uh, just a couple takeaways from the uh, from the pre. It's a preseason game, so you can't you can't put too much stock in it. Uh, you didn't really get a glimpse of what the offense would look like uh, with no Ritter, no Pitts, no Patterson, no Algier, no Bijan Robinson, or, or no Drake London. Uh, Logan Woodside was at quarterback all night. He was fine, nothing flashy. Uh, going probably going to fill in that QB three slot, I'd assume. But the NFL has opened up now for teams to carry because of the situation the San Francisco 49ers were in last year. In the um, in the NFC Championship game, where they had 35 quarterbacks get hurt, and they were down to a guy who had a torn, they have a torn rotator cuff or torn something, to come out there and Brock Purdy and, and keep throwing in the second half. Uh, the old line looked better than last year. Uh, they're not going to be world beaters. I don't think uh, the Falcons are going to lose any games because of them. I think they're going to be a very solid middle of the road offensive line. They're going to give Ritter some time to throw the ball. I think they're going to open up big holes for Patterson, Algier, and Bijan Robinson. I liked what I saw out of the offensive line. Now, I'm not 100% sure how much of that offensive line that was playing against the Dolphins is going to be starters for the Falcons come the regular season. But if, if those are mixed in sprinkles, starters, and backups, they look good. They look competent, at least. Uh, they look like they're going to be improved over last year. The defensive line and the defense really got after the quarterback well. I was pretty pretty impressed and pretty shocked with how the defensive pressure was ramped up by the Falcons on the Dolphins' offense. So that's that's a bright spot to keep in mind the closer we get to the regular season. Uh, and the Falcons also cut linebacker Mikel Walker. Uh, he started last year for the Falcons, but they cut him uh, this, this past weekend. So a good win for the Falcons. Nothing crazy you can take away, I wouldn't think, and go into the regular season with but a lot of promise from the guys you saw who are probably going to be second and third string guys but still they look they looked good the offensive and defensive line looked good and the pressure on the defense looked good so positives a lot of positives you can take away from the falcons game this weekend 
Yeah, our twos, threes, fours, and fives looked a lot better than Miami's two, threes, fours, and fives. Yep. We'll just say it that way. Yep. Um, but, you know, that's that's just building depth and, and what, uh, you know, Terry Fontenot and, and company have done out there. And I'm, I'm, I, I can't wait to see the ones actually get out there and, and do their thing. So hopefully we'll be able to see that this week. Are you concerned at all that Young Way Koo missed an extra point? No. He actually missed two. Let me think about this now. I'm not concerned. No. I'm a little not concerned. At all. One, for, one for three for extra points. I'm concerned. No. Uh, I'm a little nervous. Nope. I'm not nervous. nervous at all. Uh, Falcons got this weekend. Do you remember who they play off the top of your head? Mm. Falcons got Bengals. Falcons have the Bengals on Friday night, so you and I will not see it. We'll have to watch it on a replay. Uh, oh, I didn't see the Miami game either because it was on Friday. Night. Yeah, I had to rewatch it uh, yesterday. Um, but yeah, Falcons and Bengals on Friday night. You and I will watch that on replay because speaking of Friday nights, we will be out in Bremen this weekend for Bremen Herd County. Let's get some Friday night observations from this past weekend. Billy, you were out there for Bowden Rabin. The reports that I heard were that Bowden ran Raven County off the field. Is this, is this true? Is, that, is this what happened Friday night? First half was close. I'll say that. Uh, but Bowden was was there. It was. It almost kind of reminded me. You remember the Manchester game last year? I do. Yeah. You know how the game was kind of close in the first half, but you just you felt that Bowden was better. A thousand percent. Yeah. That's what this game felt like. And when the second half rolled around, it was over. It was absolutely over. Um, so it's, I, I like Bowden a lot. I, I got to see a lot more of them. Jordan Beasley uh, took over a game. I, I, oh, 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 you're going to get my blood pressure up now that I'm thinking about it again on after Friday. Apparently, there's a new rule in, in the GHSA this year that says that you have on a... Um, hit to a wide receiver you have to lead with your hands I don't like it that, I mean I don't like I it mean, at all nobody has ever taught that way to tackle ever in the history of football you you don't lead with your hands you lead with your shoulder pads I mean, that's not I feel like the people who make the rules of the GHSA have never played football and they don't know what football consists of I know that's not true because I I know some members on the GHSA board that make up these rules, and I know they've played football, but it's it seems like when they make rules up, they're just so out of touch with reality. Like, you can't have 70-year-old whites up there making rules for these 19-year-old kids that are out there flying around all the time. Like, it's, it's not the same game you played with leather helmets, you morons. Get out there and watch games every now and then and learn the sport that is being played now. Stop making up rules for people in the 1960s to play football with. It's ridiculous, Jordan. dude. Jordan Beasley lit somebody up, and it was a beautiful hit. It was, it was, it was it a reminded good me, hit. Remember a couple years ago when Denzel Ward just lit somebody up? I think it was on Maryland. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was a great hit, and they called a flag on him, and it, it was it reminded me a lot of that. It was, but it was it was a clean hit in my mind. The hit reminded me uh, of the Jadavian Clowney hit on the running back for Michigan in the bowl game that one time. <laughs> now, obviously a different part of the different part of the field, linebacker, wide receiver compared to D-line running back. That's what it reminded me of. I mean, he just burst through and just leveled that wide receiver. He leveled him. And it was a great hit, knocked the ball out. It was perfect. 
and then they they called or they threw a flag and it was 15 yards I'm, and it was ridiculous i'm telling you dude and, at some point in, in the near future football players are gonna have you know how boxes when you get them at, at work boxes have those impact meters in them and if the impact meter is like broken red you're not supposed to accept the package yeah uh, football players are gonna start running around with those in their jerseys and like if you hit these guys too hard oh it's a flag you put on too many pounds of pressure onto this kid in, in each each position is going to have a certain pound of pressure that you can hit him with it's it's ridiculous what this game is turning into man it's a real travesty yeah there's there's no reason for it and it was uh it was a good game though bowden bowden took care of business they they looked like they needed they looked like they were state champs honestly um a lot of a lot of uh undisciplined like undisciplined plays there was a lot of flags and I mean, I have a lot of flags. On the and I, I, I talked with, yes. Wow. And I talked with, I talked with one of the coaches uh, coming up to the press box. I said, man, I said, what about, I said, is there any paint left on the walls in the locker room? And he just kind of smirked at me and said, no, nah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. He's like, it's hard to win ball games when you start first and 20, first and 25. That's surprising. You know? Yeah, it was, it was tough. It was tough to watch, but uh, you know, Bowden, Bowden still looks good, man. Um, they're gonna they're gonna take care of business. They got they're on the road against Manchester this week, so should be a good test. Be, I don't know what Manchester has coming back this year. Do you know? No, but we'll, I don't think we'll it matters. Fi- we'll figure. That. Oh, oh, really? No. I I got it from very good authority that somebody that texted me would not be surprised if Bowden got another ring this year. Uh, Bowden's Bowden's good, man. That's fair. It's good to hear. And they look good now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, do they look better now than they looked last year at the preseason game that we covered? Yes. Okay. They they look midseason form right now. Wow. Outside of the penalties. Holy smokes. And that's yeah. You offensively know. and defensively, they look they look good. I can uh, I can almost guarantee you I know what uh, what this week's message is going to be from Coach Rich Finley and crew out there. Um, discipline, 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 discipline. They don't want to they don't want to go into Friday night against Manchester and uh, and have all those penalties kind of rear their ugly head in the season game. There's no doubt. Yep. Uh, out in Harrelson County, man, I got to see uh, I got to see Harrelson County. Got to see Villarica, uh, dude. Harrelson County. That offense they run is so deceptive, man. They get inside. Uh, they, a lot of powers. You know, almost everything is a counter or a trap. They have some squirrely running backs back there that can squeak through the hole and make a uh, make a five six yard gain into a 30, 40 yard gain. So they they have some speed out there. They have some quick wide or quick um, quick running backs. And the advantage that Harrelson County has that is most teams that play them have never seen that offense during the season. So it's going to be a, kind of a surprise to them. Uh, defense for Harrelson County looked good. I think they're going to be kind of weak against the pass, but they're going to be very, very strong uh, against the run. They're probably going to compete for that three-four slot in the region playoffs. Um, I think it'd be a, it'd be a tall task for them to get one or two, but I think three or four is uh, is kind of where they're going to sit at the end of the season. Villa Rickman, do what? They're not beating Rock Mart in no, their region. No, no, that's uh, Rock Mart's one and. I I think I think it's North Murray's gonna be two. I think that's what what everybody was saying. I think they got a lot of a lot of returning people. 
Um, so yeah, there's some promise out there for for Harrelson County, and I believe they have a really young group out there, and they have some talented middle schoolers coming up. So it might be one of those years where you just kind of drop back and punt this year and, and wait for for next year. It's a developmental year almost. Uh, for Villarica, man, the key is in the Porsche, and the engine's turning over, and you can hear that engine clicking on every now and then. It's not running on all cylinders. Hasn't crunk up fully yet, but you can hear what the potential is in this offense, man. Zay Bell can absolute sling the pill. Uh, they have three or four running backs that are interchangeable, that are, are that are quick and shifty. They're small backs. They're like scat backs, but they are absolutely quick and shifty. Uh, dude, Nally, Carson Nally, he made three yeah. or four circus catches against Harrelson County. I mean, just rising up, snagging the ball out of the air, high-pointing it. Uh, going 50-50 with DBs. He impressed me a lot. Will Wallace impressed me a lot, a wide receiver and a quarterback. Uh, Zay Bell can flick of a wrist, just toss it. He threw a 65-yard pass in the air it with, with zero effort. It reminded me of what Cam Vaughn did last year uh, when he used to just flick his wrist, and it would go 60 yards. Uh, they've really? changed, Yeah, they've changed up the offensive blocking scheme a little bit. It's more of a zone read blocking scheme this year. I think that's going to help as well. Um, sort of like you said on the Bowden side with the undisciplined, we did see that with the Villarica uh, defense quite a bit. Uh, a couple offsides calls, uh, a couple just kind of flags that you don't you don't need to have, but it's good that you did it in the scrimmage game. It's a teachable moment. And two big turnovers in the red zone, two fumbles in the red zone for, for Villarica. Not something you want to see. You got to clean that up. But that you can see what Austin Barron and company are trying to do out there with Villarica and the way they run their offense and defense. And it is, it is promising. I'm not going to say right now that they're going to be world beaters by any stretch of the imagination this year. Uh, but I think they're going to be competitive. You know, we all, we went almost a month last year where we didn't score a touchdown. And I don't think that's going to be the case this year. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to be Creekside and, and win the region, but I think they're going to be much more competitive in games this year that last year they weren't competitive in. So I'm excited to see what they bring to the table, man. Yeah, I, I am too. And the more and more that you hype them up, the more I'm excited to see them because I think we'll get to see them a little bit later in the season versus Mays. Um, so hopefully Mays. by then, hopefully by then it'll be, they'll be, the Porsche will be moving. That's what I'm hoping. You know what I mean? That's what I'm hoping. Firing on all cylinders, baby. All right, Bryce, let's get to the Marine South scoreboard from the weekend. Uh, we talked about Friday night. Friday night, Bowden beat Rabin 33-14. to 14. Bowden will move on to Manchester this week. Rabin County will actually uh, face Harrelson County. So that's going to be an interesting thing. You want to talk about a team that is going to be tough against the pass? Rabin County can pass it, Eesh. and they look like they're doing it. That's going to be rough for Harrelson County. That, that was the one week. I would say that's the one weakness I saw in Harrelson County is defending the pass wasn't wasn't great. Um, so the, the next score, I, I, I typically, we typically don't give these scores. Um, you know, we, we don't want to embarrass them, but at the same time, holy crap, 86 to nothing. Carrollton beats Alexander 86, zero. Uh, I was talking to some fans that were there at this Carrollton Alexander game. They said Alexander got one first down the entire game. Yeah, one first down. J- JV was, was JV was in. Yeah, Juju played, uh, looked phenomenal. Um, I I was talking to somebody on Saturday that gave him the stats, and I completely forgot to write them down. Um, but yeah, Juju played, the JV played, and the freshman played, uh, and yeah, only gave up one first down to Alexander. So that Carrollton, 
a Carrollton Langston Hughes game this weekend is going to be huge. Uh, Villarica beat Terrellson County 32 to 14, and that's it for Friday. Uh, on softball on, on Friday night, Bowden beat Armouche 10 to nothing. Bremen beat Columbus 5 3, and then Chapel Hill 8 to 2. Carrollton fell to Noonan 2 to 1, and then Central beat Alexander 8 to 1, and then fell to Northside 5 to 1. On Saturday for softball, Carrollton fell to Harris County, North Forsyth, and Jackson. It was not a good weekend for the Trojan softball team at all. Um, talked to one of their moms, and, and it was just disappointing, essentially, is what what came across. Um, on Saturday, Central beat South Paulding 6-5 to five and then fell to East Paulding 4-1, to one, and then Harris County beat Mount Zion 14-2. to two. On the Smith's Four Cummings Games events calendar for today, Bowden will face off against Temple. Uh, that is in Bowden, is it not? Yes, it is. And then Harrelson County is at Tryon, and that's it for the Smith's Four Covering Sam's Events calendar. Bill, you ready for another cup of coffee, buddy? Absolutely, I am. Well, let's do it. Another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strong with Robert Goosby Real Estate Group. Uh, the Colts expect Jonathan Taylor Thomas to return to camp this weekend. Or this week, excuse me. Get back. Let's go. I mean, it's taking you long enough. Let's go. Get back, JoJo. Uh, he said he should be back this week. Uh, Shane Spikeman said, do I know the exact date he'll be back? No, but he should be back. What a great open-ended question uh, or great open-ended answer to a question. So we'll see. We'll see if he comes back. Jalen Brunson was perfect from the field as the USA tops Spain in the World Cup warm-up, uh, World Cup of basketball coming up. Uh, I forget what their first game is, but it's it's not it's not far from it's not far from now. Um, so yeah, we'll see what the USA squad can do this year. They're three zero right now, right? Yep, three zero, baby. We shot sixty seven percent from the field, fifty six percent from threes. So uh, pretty good, pretty good outings so far. I think a team that's flying under the radar because they don't have a ton of star power on it, but I think it's going to be a I think it's going to be a really good team. I think we're going to be really good. Uh, Angel Shohei Otani to skip the next start due to arm fatigue. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good at all. I, I hate to hear that. And I'm sure he's going to hit still, but uh, God, that's that's not good yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, that is the one advantage, though, of having Otani is like when you're when your starter goes down with arm fatigue, normally, like he doesn't do anything. He doesn't. A trip contribute to the team but now you have otani like he has arm fatigue he's not gonna start well i'm still gonna hit three home runs a game and dh really well so uh, you know it's one upside but yeah you i do not want to see any of the stars of, of major league baseball get injured uh because major league baseball needs its stars so hopefully hopefully it's one skip start otani comes back and starts throwing uh nukes again i'd like to see that the ncaa deal with michigan's jim harbaugh has been rejected apparently <laughs> Yeah, that's just, you know. uh, it had been widely expected that the committee would approve a four game suspension for Harbaugh starting in the 2023 season, but that hit roadblocks this week. According to sources, uh, the Michigan infractions case is related to impersonable on and off campus recruiting during the COVID-19 dead period and impermissible coaching activities, not a cheeseburger. Uh, someone from the NCAA said, so 
A lot of people are speculating that because they turned down this four-game ban, they think Harbaugh might be suspended for the entire 2024 season. I'll believe it when I see it. Listen, you know, listen, I hate I hate Jim Harbaugh in Michigan just as much as the next red-blooded Ohio State fan. But the goofy rules that the NCAA has in all the weird intertwined violations and everything that you have to be you have to be a doctor of law to understand any of this stuff like dude come on like are we yep. like you know they get they get reprimanded over sending texts to kids at the wrong time of the day or, or a letter to a kid at the wrong time of day like some of these rules are absolutely asinine man and we got we need to review what we're doing and because you know i hate jim harbaugh he's a he's a jackass i'll never root for him but there's, there, it's a possibility that, A, Jim Harbaugh, if it was him that was committing these violations, had no idea that he was breaking violations and rules. Or, B, if this was an assistant coach, Jim Harbaugh might not have even known this assistant coach did this. So, I, I don't know. The, the NCAA is a complete and absolute joke. Uh, and it needs to be replaced, just like the IRS. You know, NCAA is it's antiquated at this point. It's, it's ran its course. It's ran its time. Get rid of it. Come up with something better. Um, and, and figure it out, man. Figure it out, because college football is one of the one of the last bastions of of pure sport that's getting ruined by uh, by a lot of things. And we need to come up the the big stakeholders, the big head coaches, and the big conference directors need to come together and figure out a way to to form some sort of consortium or group or something to to govern college football and college sports in general to to have rules to have rules and regulations on a lot of this recruiting and NIL stuff. And it's not going to be the NCAA. They've proved it many, many times. That they just don't have, they don't have the manpower and they just don't care enough to, to be able to police it. Yeah. It's annoying. Um, and we'll see how it works out in the long run. I mean, honestly, we, we went from, you know, kids replacing, uh, or swapping jerseys for tattoos to now we're talking about, he's buying a kid a cheeseburger and getting suspended for four games. Stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just lost. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Uh, Billy, today in 2021, the Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Tyler Gilbert throws a no-hitter in his MLB debut, defeating San Diego Padres 7-0 in Phoenix, record, record equaling the eighth no-hitter of the MLB season. Can you imagine making your MLB debut and throwing a no-hitter? No, I can't. I, can't. I honestly can't. Like, that's just insane. It's absurd, dude. That's nuts. That's crazy. That's nuts, nuts. You got anything else to add today, man? No, let's get out of here on a Monday. Let's get out of here on a Monday. Do you know what today is, Billy? It's National Creamsicle Day. It is National Creamsicle Day, but it is a football Monday. The first football Monday of the football season we have regular season games this friday night i am so jacked up about everything we're doing with tm5 with hometown sports media dude this is going to be a phenomenal phenomenal football season can't wait man we got a long long season ahead of us um 12 weeks of regular season football starts this coming friday i i think i'm gonna be doing some softball this week oh love it yeah, so we'll see. We'll see if that if that works out, um, and then uh, we'll be moving forward, man. It's gonna be fun. Jacked up, I'm jacked up for it, man. 
can't wait. I'm so excited that high school is back playing. It was a long summer. It was a long summer. Uh, but for, Bill- very- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see you all tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!